0: You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit CWOL.org. So, um, Mama's in the room. We we honor you. We celebrate you. And so, uh, ladies, um, I'm going to talk about women today. Um, I'm going to talk about how uh, a woman of God can change things, can receive things. And I've been pastoring for a number of years, and I think sometimes I try hard to be so not traditional that I miss, uh, you know, I don't intentionally miss some things, but I was just getting ready to preach along in the series that I was doing. The Holy Ghost just interrupted me. He said, I want you to preach about mama. So I was like... Like my mama, or a mamas, or all mamas. But ladies, if you're not a mother, or fellas, I know you're not a mother. Some of you have had to do both. Uh, but but this will apply to everybody. But uh, we're not going to be afraid today to just single out the moms in the room. And so, uh, mothers, we celebrate you. Um, if you got a baby, if you got a toddler, if you got someone in school, or if yours are all grown up, uh, doesn't matter. Um, I think as we we see what these women of faith did through throughout the Word of God. I can't cover them all, of course, but just some select ones. We're going to show some characteristics of faith. We're going to show some characteristics of what it takes to receive. The Bible says the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus, but you still have to receive the promises. God has provided everything. Yes, he is the all-sufficient one, but uh, you have to use your faith to receive what God has provided. And So I'm going to show you these women of faith, and I can guarantee you we got a lot of women of faith that attend our church. we got a lot of women who know how to believe God who have received some of the same things that these women have done And so we want to show you some things. So we're going to start in the Old Covenant, and we're going to see... Sometimes Mama has got to uh, trust God for provision so her babies can eat, and so uh, 1 Kings chapter 17. These are going to be familiar to you. These accounts in the Word of God. We're just going to look at them. So uh, mostly going to read out of the King James today. First uh, Kings chapter 17, uh, verse number nine. Um, this is talking about Elijah. You remember he's at the brook called Cherith, and um, and verse nine says, "Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and there." dwells there behold i have commanded a widow woman there to take care of thee and so first of all you see this woman number 1 she's a widow that means she lost her husband and she is raising her children on her own or her child on her own and so uh, elijah arose and went to Zarephath, verse 10 and when he came to the gate of the city behold the widow woman was there gathering sticks and he called to her and said fetch me i pray thee a little water in a vessel that i may drink As she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, a little oil in a cruise, and behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go dress it for me and my son, and we may eat it and die. Now, the first thing we're going to back up and says, the Lord has commanded a widow woman there to take care of thee. Now, this is not a woman of covenant, but I don't know. um, I don't know what happened. We don't know the behind story, but if the Lord commanded her to take care of him, I'm wondering and always wondered if she didn't have some kind of foreknowledge that something was going to happen you know a mother in trouble um and and she may not have been a covenant woman but she may have known about god and so if you're about to die you might call upon the lord and especially for a mom if your child's about to die and there's nothing you can do you might call on the lord and i think that's what she did and i think in some ways because the bible says god prepared A widow woman. You've heard me preach for a while. You know, when I think I preach on the other side of it, I'm thinking of Elijah. Um, I'm thinking when the brook Cherith dried up and God said to him, I've commanded a widow woman to take care of you. If I was Elijah, I would imagine she's a wealthy woman who has lots of stuff because I'm hungry. I wouldn't go into See, a lot of times when God speaks to you, he doesn't show. Like when he told the children of Israel to go into uh, the promised land and uh, he told them the, the great, you know, it's a land that flows with milk and honey. He didn't tell them about the walls and the giants, but God knew they were there. The walls and the giants threw them for a loop, you know, because they weren't expecting walls and giants, but God already knew the walls and the giants were there. It's just like when the Lord told Pastor Rana to go to India, and then right before she went, the the missionary that she was going with began to tell uh, rat stories, rats as big as cats. And so she said the Lord, "Um, you didn't tell me nothing about no cat-sized rats. And the only thing what he said to her was, go in peace. The rats that are big as cats are there. They're going to be there when you get there, but it's going to be all right. Just like the walls would have came down the first time. So you got to have some faith in what God has said. So did God prepare this woman speaking to her? I'm not sure, but he said, I prepared a widow woman. Then, So here uh, Elijah must have recognized that she was the one, and he gives her what the Lord told him, and then she gives him the natural. Now, it doesn't look like faith, but she's telling him the facts. And she said, I'm going to gather two sticks. I'm going to go dress it. Me and my son, we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. And he's speaking for God. Go and do as I've said, but make me a cake first and bring it to me. And after that, make a cake for your son. And for thus says the Lord God of Israel, the barrel meal shall not waste, neither the of oil fail till the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she went and did it. What is faith? Whatever Jesus says in our time, whatever Jesus says, do it. Faith is whatever God says, you've got to have some corresponding action. So this woman believed God, she believed the man of God, and she did what he said. Can you see that? So if you're going to be a person of faith, if you're going to be a woman of faith, if you're going to be a man of faith, if you're going to be a mama who's got a problem, you have to trust God because in the natural, that looks foolish. In the natural, that looks foolish, and she went and did it. Everybody say she did it. And what happened? And and she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, according to the word of the Lord, according to the word of the Lord, according to the word of the Lord. Do you got the word of the Lord? It's been written down for you, and then the Holy Ghost speaks to you. If you have the word of the Lord, if he said something to you, if you'll do it, you'll get the answer. But you understand this woman was just like any other woman living on the earth today. She had an opportunity for fear. Fear is being fed to you morning, noon, and night. Fear is being fed to you morning, noon, and night by people. They, you know, the devil is not an idiot. He needs you to be afraid. And when you're afraid, what is that? That is raw material to the devil to make bad things happen. But God is a good God. And if you'll feed on the word of God and what God said to you and do it, you'll get a supernatural result. And the result was in the middle of a famine when everybody else is about to die because she obeyed God and took God at his word and did not fear. Come on. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. And you can do it. And she did it. And then later on, her son even, something else happened and he died. And, and you know what? God raised him up from the dead, all because this woman decided not to be afraid. She decided to believe what the man of God said, and she decided to do it exactly like he said do it. She didn't do it any other way. She gave him first, and then her and her son ate forever until they couldn't eat no more. And then 2 Kings chapter 4, again, uh, a normal, uh, a regular, you've heard, this before, but here we got a woman whose uh, husband uh, had passed away. He was a servant of the prophets and uh, the creditors came to enslave her two sons. And in verse uh, chapter four, verse two of second Kings, it said, Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me what you have in your house. Now, remember this, everybody in the room, especially moms, God's not going to ask you for something you don't have, but he will ask you for something you do have. God's not asking you for something you don't have, but he can take what you do have and turn it into an abundance so that you can have more than enough. God's not asking you for something you don't have. He said to her, what, what, what am I going to do for you? Tell me what you have in your house. And she said, all I got is a pot of oil. And then he said, go borrow a few vessels. So in in other words, if you're going to be a woman of faith, this mama, she's got two sons. The first one, you know, the, the son was younger and mama was trying to feed him. Here, she's got two older young men who are about to be sold into slavery. And there's no way around it except for her faith in God. There's no way around this except for her faith in God. If her faith in God doesn't produce something, and faith always produces something, listen to me, you've never had a faith failure. Uh, that was real weak. Because see, a lot of people say, well, I've tried, I, I, you know, I tried to believe God. See, that's the deal. You don't try this. You do this. You, there, if you're in faith, you're never going to have a failure. Because, see, if you, if you say I have faith failures, then you don't understand what faith is. Faith in God never fails. Praise the Lord. I know people say, well, I had a faith failure. No, you didn't. You, you had a hope failure. You had a, you had a something failure, but you didn't have a faith failure. Because your faith in, God, faith in God never fails. Does it, if anyone truly believes, are y'all, are, are y'all good? If anyone truly believes that Jesus is the son of God and raised from the dead, and they believe that in their heart and confess with that mouth, sometimes they get born again, but sometimes they don't. Because sometimes they don't connect. Sometimes their faith fails. Is that true? It's never happened. It's never happened. Come on, I've lost three-fourths of you, but I'm going to get you all back. Your faith in God does not fail. Cannot fail. So we have to admit, well, you know, God let me down. God's never let you down. It's impossible. Because if God can let you down, you better grab onto something. Because the Bible says even the world is held together with his word. So if God can fail you, you better grab a hold because it's about to spin out of control. I don't know where we're going to end up. Come on. I'm trying to help you out this morning. You all got dinner plans or something? Y'all good? All right. I forgot it was Mother's Day. Well, it is. You can, Kroger's open. Walmart's open. You get it afterwards. Hang on with me. All right. So he told her to do something. Faith without corresponding actions is what? Even though it didn't make sense to her, what'd she do? She sent out the two boys to go get uh, all these vessels. And he said, and then there's more instructions. And you walk in faith, the word of God will give you instructions, and the Holy Ghost will give you instructions, and you can't bypass his instructions. you got to do his instructions. Everybody say, I'm a doer. He said, when you come in, you shall shut the door. I don't know why they had to shut the door, but he said shut the door. Uh, Well, I don't feel like shutting the door. Well, God said shut the door, so what do you got to do? You got to shut the door. Well, it doesn't make any sense. God didn't ask you if it made any sense. He told you to do it. Praise the Lord. Uh, And you'll pour out all the vessels. And this is her side. So she went uh, from him, shut the door upon her her and her sons, brought brought all the vessels in, and she poured it out. And it came to pass. Everybody said it came to pass. It comes to pass. When you do what the word of God said, you'll get the results that God said. It comes to pass. It always comes to pass. When you do what the word of God says, the way God said do it, then it shall always come to pass. You can't use somebody else's faith. In other words, if you need money today, you can't go out and get a bunch of vessels and go to your house and get a bottle of uh, olive oil and shut all the doors and start pouring it. Because you, when you pour it, when you're done with the store bought one that you just bought, it's going to be done. Unless God told you. But when God, t- come on, we know, the. do you know the voice of God? You are his sheep. Do you know his voice? Mama is his sheep. She knows his voice. Amen. So this is what she's doing. She, so she, she believes in, in, in the old covenant. She believed in the prophet. Uh, and it came to pass. Everybody said it came, to, it came to pass. When the vessels were full, she said to her sons, bring me, not, bring me another vessel. And they said, there ain't, there's no more. And the oil stayed. Verse 7. Then she came and told the man of God, he said, go sell the oil. This is your part. Go sell the oil, pay the debt, and you and your children will live off the rest. Again, what you see in both of these is a word, in this case, because it's Old Covenant, came through a prophet. But today, do you have the Holy Ghost? Do you have the written word of God? Whatever he says to you, do it. Is what Mother Mary said to the disciples when Jesus was about to turn water into wine. It is still important today. Women of faith, people of God... If you want to help somebody, this first woman, her and her son were going to die. I don't think she cared too much about her, but she cared about him. But when she obeyed the word of the Lord, she had an abundance. Everybody say abundance. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It doesn't matter what the economy is. It doesn't matter anything like that. What matters is what God said and what she did. God said something, she did something, and she got something. God said something she did something and she got something here the woman uh, Elisha a widow woman again another widow woman on her own raising her child she got two older sons there's about to go into slavery God said something she did exactly what God said even though it didn't make any sense you don't see her complaining you don't see no let's take up an offering no you what you see is what God said do she did exactly what the Lord said do it doesn't matter what it looks like doesn't matter what it feels like. You've got the written word of God and women of God, especially those dealing with their children. If you'll just get quiet, listen to me as you raise them, as they're teenagers, as they're adults, if you'll be quiet and hear what God says, God can change everything. He'll turn it all around. Amen. In other words, there's nothing natural here. It's all spiritual. And yet there's natural things that resulted from what God said. Shut the door. Get some vessels. Begin to pour. And when it was done, go sell them, pay your debt, and live on the rest. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Here's some more. Uh, Anybody ever heard of Sarah? Well, she's always a good one to look at. Because if Abraham's the father of our faith, then she's the mother of our faith. And so here Sarah is. Remember, God spoke to Abram. They made a covenant together and said, you know, that Eliezer is not going to be your heir. Uh, I'm going to give you an heir. And so remember, he believed God. And then uh, as he believed God, though, him and Sarah could not, um, you know, couldn't, couldn't have a child. And then Sarah made a mistake. Do you remember her mistake? We still live with her mistake. Ishmael. But even there, you look at Hagar. Hagar's a mama. She, her and her baby are out. God even intervened in that case. I don't have time to talk about it, but God even intervened in that case. He comforted her. He, he, he gave her some promises. Yes. It's, amaz- it's amazing. Even in the middle of a mistake. <laughs> Come on, people, old covenant God, he looks mean. In the middle of a mistake. God intervened. God intervened. He could have just let him die. But a mama called out and God intervened. But let's go back to the mama of our faith. Her name's Sarah. And she was having trouble. And she tried the natural, then she got mad. You know, tried to blame Abraham. But it was her idea. This old covenant, there's no new ideas like that today, all right? So God is back because of the stuff going on in Sodom and Gomorrah, and he's talking to Abraham, and then he, he does a drive-by. What do I mean by a drive-by? Uh, it's kind of how I lead around here. I go by offices sometimes, and I just drop something on them and keep on walking. Uh, but, but God did a drive-by here. And verse 9, it says, and they said to him, and God said, where's Sarah? And he said, she's in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, your wife will have a son. And Sarah heard it at the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old. It was really old. And stricken. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. In other words, that don't work anymore. She couldn't have a child when she was young. But now she really can't have a child. And uh, verse 12, and Sarah, therefore Sarah did what? Come on, you've heard me say this before, but Sarah did what? She laughed within herself. What kind of laugh was it? It was a laugh of unbelief. It wasn't a cute laugh. It was uh, uh, obnoxious. It was kind of a ha, kind of a disdain laugh, I believe. And after I'm waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being also old? Hmm. And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah so he didn't deal with he didn't deal with Sarah, he dealt with Abraham? Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I assuredly bear a child when I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'm asking you, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard? No. All things are possible with them that believe. Amen. And the Lord said to Abram, Wherefore did Sarah Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child when I'm old? And is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, God repeats himself. Aren't you glad he repeats? At the appointed time, I will return to thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, "I, I didn't laugh. And so I say it like this, The mother of our faith is a laugher and a liar. There is help for you. There's hope for you. There's help for you. There's Come on, the mother of our faith is a laugher and a liar. But God. It doesn't matter sometimes how you start. It matters how you finish. I so It doesn't always matter how you start. It matters how you finish. And so what do we know, though? Well, we know this. In that time, it takes nine months to have a baby-ish, right? And then um, a year later. So a year later, in God's time is a year. He's coming a year later. So let's just say he came by in March. When is she going to give birth? In March. So she's got three months to get it together. She got three months to get it together. And Hebrews 11:11 11, 11 tells us she got it together because she did laugh at God. This, I, I, I've taught this and I don't have time to really go back, but this is the first time Sarah herself ever heard God's voice. The other times were Abraham told her what God said. And for her, it wasn't enough to activate her faith. And we know that Abraham was able to produce in his old age because there's an Ishmael. This is the first time Sarah for herself, you know what? When a mama hears from God, when you can get alone and hear from God, you don't need some, you you can't always operate on somebody else's faith. Reminds me of the woman at the well. She went and told some people that Jesus Messiah is there and some believe. But then somebody else said, well, now we believe because we've heard him for ourselves." You've got to hear him for yourself. In, in our circles today, there's a lot of uh, what I call uh, parenting faith. They say what somebody else said. They're trying to do what somebody else did to get a miracle. But you've got to hear from God yourself. It's got to be a real faith from you. And Sarah heard from God. And then in Hebrews 11:11 it says, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed when she delivered a child when she was past age because. Everybody say because. Because, because she judged him faithful who had promise? First of all, you gotta have a promise. First of all, you gotta have a promise. What are you believing for? Well, I don't know. Well, you gotta know. How do you know you're gonna ever get it? What are you praying about? Oh, I'm just praying. Well, you gotta, if you're believing God for something, you gotta be specific. And if you're going to be specific, you got to have a scripture that tells you that you can believe for that. And then if you have something on the inside, in other words, it become a rhema to you, you know what God is saying about it, then you can grab a hold of it. And you, that's what Sarah did. In those three months, she, she heard what God said. Next time this year, you're going to have a child. What, it, what did she do? She went from laughing and lying to God Almighty. He's right there. Some, in, in some form, he's right there. She heard his voice. He's talking to Abraham. And then she decided. Everybody say, she decided. Yes. What did she decide? God's faithful. He promised it. He's faithful. And then from that ability, she was able to receive strength. In this church, we have women who are, were told by doctors, you are never going to have a baby. There is no way you can have a baby. Don't try to have a baby, but they have babies that are no longer babies. They're gro- Some of them are growing up. We, we, if you're a woman in this room and you're married and you've had trouble carrying or you have, have have trouble conceiving and you have a desire to be a mom, if you'll release your faith in the Word of God. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Uh, not having, being able to have children is a curse. You've been redeemed from the curse. If you haven't been able to carry a child, I'm telling you, your womb can receive strength and you can carry a child to full, full term. Believe God, believe God, believe God. Nothing is impossible to those who believe. Amen. Amen. Too late to tell me it doesn't work because it does work. The Word of God works. And then in uh, uh, Matthew 15, we call her the Syrophoenician woman. So Sarah believed God. She received strength, and she was able to conceive um, Isaac which means uh, laughter, and she says, all who see it will laugh with me. So she went, I love that. She went from laughing at God to laughing with God. Amen. She went to laughing at God to laughing with God. I think that's interesting. Amen. G- g- the Lord will give you what he promised you. Amen. How many know he's not a man that he should lie? Has he not said it? Will he also not do it? There shall be a performance of that which was spoken of you. Moms are so important because uh, that that desire that she had to be a mother, um, she got the Lord Himself got her in position where she could receive, but she still had to believe something. She still had to believe. Here's this, uh, we call her the Syrophoenician woman. And in Matthew chapter uh, 15, verse 22, in Matthew 15:22, it says, Behold, a woman of Cain came out from the coast and cried to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, my daughter. So mama's coming here because of her daughter. She is not a covenant woman, but she's obviously heard that Jesus has authority over demons and he gets rid of them. And so this mama comes on behalf of her daughter. I don't believe her, this daughter is not a toddler. This daughter is either a, 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 in her late teens probably or a young adult. You don't know that, except for this is what I know. The context is um, the young lady has a demon. And when you're of that age, uh, it's not talk, it didn't talk about a demon of, of, you know, deafness or blindness or anything like that. Jesus dealt with those. But I believe this young lady is tormented. She's laying home on a, on a bed, but you don't just pick up a demon by walking down through Walmart. This young lady had to open herself up to this. And then she's in a bad way, and mama has heard of Jesus, Mama has heard of Jesus, and a mama is going to go try to fix her baby's problem, even though she's not a baby anymore. And I do get it. As children grow up, they got to have their own faith. But mamas, don't let anybody ever talk you out of your faith that you have for your babies. I don't care if you're 80 and they're 60, that's still your baby, and you do still have some access by authority, by birthright, into their life. And, and, you know, I know people have said, you know, well, you know, uh, you can't carry everybody. I'm not talking about carrying, but I know that as long as I live, because this is what I know, because as pastors, Pastor Ron and I, you know, we have, you all, we have authority into your life. And we didn't birth none of you physically. Physically. But we have authority in your life, but I still think a mom and a dad. But, but there's something about a mama with faith, if you'll grab a hold of and never let go, God hears you when you pray. I've had it in our church many times where moms, uh, you know, uh, you, you raise them the best you could. How many know you, you can't perfectly raise anybody? You do your best. I don't care who you are, you do your best. And then, you know, they start making their own decisions. And, and, you know, you feel like sometimes the devil jump on your shoulder and say, well, you know, you failed. If, if they wouldn't be going through that if you'd done everything right. That's not true. But what you can just talk right back to him and say, well, it don't matter what you think or what you're doing right now. Because when my child, uh, I've taught them all the days of their life, and I refuse to let them go into captivity. That's a curse. And so I don't care what you're trying to do. I know that I've raised them in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. And when they're old, they'll never be able to depart from that way. Even if they look like they departing, they ain't departing. I ain't letting go, and they just might as well get over it because they ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. You just got to be feisty. You got to be feisty. So here this young lady is laying at home, and mama's out finding Jesus without a covenant. A lot of people have said that's because he's all the time saying, you know, healing is the children's bread. I've not come except to the house of Israel. Most people would have said, well, you know, told her, her friend said, don't bother. He's not going to help you. He's not called to you. And then she gets there and I love this. I love, I love this woman. I want to meet this woman. I will meet this woman. I've talked about her so much. I want to meet this woman because this woman's tenacious. This woman don't care about herself. She, care. she is on a mission to get something for her baby who's a mess, who may not even have deserved, but a mama don't care. Behold, a woman came, came out of the coast and cried to him, saying, Have mercy on me. O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came besought him, saying, Send her away. She cries after us. Another one of the words, this woman's making a ruckus. She's not like, Hey, Jesus. She, she's, she's causing a scene. So much so the disciples like, can we get rid of her? The ushers came. And he said unto her, I'm not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. First he's not talking, and then what he says is, I, I can't help you. Then she came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. And he, but he answered and said, it's not right for me to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. And you've heard me say this before. There, there are not many mamas around that if some preacher called her a dog... First of all, they're going to call somebody and get an attorney here, (laughs) and we're going to be on the news. But this woman, she's a little different woman. She said, you're right. You're right. Yet, one translation, even the little puppies eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And Jesus said... Woman, great is your faith. Be it done unto you. See, it doesn't matter what natural obstacles, it doesn't matter what people throw your way. If you're a woman of faith, she heard something. She heard that Jesus could help her child. And she wasn't leaving till she got the answer. She wasn't leaving till she got the answer. She didn't care how he had to reposition her, called her a dog. Well, Jesus shouldn't be calling names. I think he did it too, because she came saying, oh, Lord, thou son of David. What is that? That's a covenant call, and she wasn't in a covenant. That's how, she couldn't receive that way. So he had to get her out of that. He didn't answer her. And then the disciples want to carry her away. And, and, and she said this. Come on. Sometimes we just need to get real with the Lord. Help me. Help me. Help me. And you know what? If you'll just get to the place. You're not receiving something. Something's not going right. You've done everything you know to do. Why not get quiet and just say, Lord, help me. And you know what? The Holy Ghost is your helper. And he will help you. And he guided her. <laughs> Called her a dog, but he was guiding her. You with me? She got her answer. And she's recorded. It's rare that Jesus says to anybody. But he said to her, you got great faith. Why? Because she just took him at his word. All I need is one word from you. You don't got to come to my house. Just give me a word. And her daughter, thank God, her daughter was made whole that very hour. Made whole that very hour. Thank God. Hallelujah. You know, in sec- the, uh, a Shunammite woman in the Old Covenant, Second Kings chapter 4, we were looking there about where that one widow, her debt was paid off. Right after that, uh, we see another account, again familiar to you, but let's look at this. So Elisha is going by this lady's house, the Shunammite woman's house. Remember, she came in. He he. Uh, she wanted him to come in. Uh, this was a, a woman of wealth, her and her husband, and came in. And eventually he would pass by there. And you know that she built him a chamber. And then uh, Elisha was ministering to her. And so 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 18, it says... Um, uh, so remember, um, well, let's do a little backstory. Most of you know this, but I don't want to just assume everybody understands or knows. So she didn't have any children. She, too, was barren. And so uh, Elisha told her that she would have a child. And, you know, she's like, don't you lie to me. And remember that? And then she had this child. And now this child is growing. And I don't think this child is full grown. But this is the account, Second Kings chapter 4, verse 18. And the child was grown. So I'm thinking he's not a teenager. I'm thinking he's a young adult. So he's not, he's not a baby. He's not a toddler. Um, when he was grown, he fe- it fell on a day. He went out to his father to the reapers. So in other words, he was out in the field with his father. And he, and, his, and, and he said to his father, my head, my head. And he said to the lad, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat her on her knee till noon. And then he died. So he's having, you know, whether it be a brain aneurysm or something. Uh, he was getting sick, took him to his mom. Uh, he was there uh, on her knees. So I don't know. He could have been younger. But, but I'm just seeing uh, he's not a toddler. He's not a baby. And I think some of the accounts of reading into it uh, call him a little older. But he's there at, at, with his mama. So obviously mama had faith. But in her lap, he died. That's tragedy. It's awful. But what happened? I love this girl. I love this. Um, And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door, and went out. And she called unto her husband and said, send me, I pray, thee, some of the young men, some of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore will you go to him today? It's neither new moon. So obviously, she had a relationship. Uh, they, they hung out some. And, and this is what she said. And everybody said, it, it shall be well. Everybody say, it is well. it is well. It shall be well. Say it again. It shall be well. It, it because well. the husband, she didn't say, Our baby's dead. Our son's dead. She say, he's like, Where are you going to see Elijah? And she said, It shall be well. What is that? That's a statement of faith. Why? But she wasn't just saying that to cause it to happen. She believed that. And then she went, and, and then they came to Mount Carmel, and the man of God saw her afar off, and he said to Ge- Gehazi, his servant, uh, there's the Shunammite. Uh, run now, pray to meet her. Uh, ask her if it's well, and is well with your husband, well with your child. And she answered, it is well. Everybody say, it is well. It is well. So we got Gehazi there, who's not, remember this is Old Covenant, He's not a prophet. He's the servant of the prophet. He really, because remember in the Old Covenant, God dealt with the king, the priest, and the prophet. And so the prophet was the mouthpiece for God, and the prophet was the one who ministered. So Gehazi is a servant to the prophet, and he's a great guy, but can he help her? No. And this is the thing that you and I need to know, is God is the only one that can really help us, and you can have direct access to him. But Gehazi said, is your husband okay? And what would yeah, he's good. Are you okay? Yeah, is is it well with your child? Most people would say no, and let me tell you about it, and and, and, and lost it. But you, know, what, what, what did she say? Everybody say it is well, it is well. and then I love this. Uh, you know whether you would call this her faith or not. This is what happened. Verse twenty-eight. She said, did I, She went to. Uh, uh, she went Gehazi. Uh, because, you know, Elisha's like, let her alone. Her soul's vexed within her. The Lord's hid it from me and not told me. Verse 28, he said, did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, gird up your loins and take your staff in our hand and go your way. If you meet any man, salute him not and salute, and all that. Um, and mother of child said, as the Lord lives. And as your soul lives, you are going with me don't you be sending nobody, you are coming. Her faith didn't let go. And you know the count, then he was raised from the dead. And then later, the same woman, uh, remember Gehazi is telling the king, because other things happened for this woman. The Ge- Gehazi was telling the king of this young man being raised up from the dead remember they had to flee and go to another land and so Gehazi is uh, regaling the king of the story of the man raised from the dead and, and behold the woman and her son, hey, well, there's the boy right there that was raised from the dead and the king was so enthralled that he restored to her all the years that her, her field had created harvest while she was gone in another country protecting her family in a moment's time what is that well that's just us obeying God as we live amen we're talking about mama hallelujah now I can't let you go without talking about this Hebrews chapter 11 verse 31 by faith the harlot Rahab who's Rahab I've heard people try to soften this what does a harlot mean talk amongst yourself by faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace she is who the Bible says she is don't it's not don't try and soften this this was a that kind of woman James chapter 2 verse 25. James chapter 2, verse 25. Likewise, also was not Rahab. Just so you didn't get it, Hebrews writer, James said, she's a harlot. She was justified by works when she had received the messengers and sent them out another way. Now, just real quick, Joshua chapter 2. Joshua chapter 2, verse number 9. And she said unto the men, I know... I know the Lord has given you the land. So this was, even though she was a harlot, she had some spiritual sense about her. I know, it didn't say we know, it says, I know the Lord has given you the land. Your terror has fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came up out of Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings, the Amorites, that were on the other side of Jordan, and how you utterly destroyed them. And verse 11, And as soon as we heard that these things, our heart did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above. She made a profession. The Lord your God. This woman, who is an enemy of God, said, I know what the Lord has done for you. She makes a bold profession. Now, this is old covenant, but she makes a bold profession for the Lord your God, He is God, in heaven above and in the earth beneath. She made a profession. The Lord God, the Lord your God, He is God. He is God. He she was doing better than the, the first group of the children of Israel who came in, who died in the wilderness. She saw what God did. She didn't know anything about God, but she realized He is the God of heaven, the one and the only God, and she makes that profession. What does that set her up for? Now, verse 12. Now, therefore, I pray you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you will show kindness unto my Father's house and give me a true token. That you're going to say, my daddy, my mama, my brothers, my sisters, and everybody that I have, you're going to deliver our lives from, from death. And the men answered her, our lives for yours. What is that? That's a covenant. Our lives for yours. And then you remember she put down the scarlet thread. And, and you know, on the day when they walked around on the seventh, they had gotten her out. And the wall where she lived, the condo where she lived in the wall, it crushed to the ground. But I just love this account. And on Mother's Day, I don't know where you've been. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know how you started in life. I know how this woman started in life. She was a harlot. But God. Because she just looked out and saw what God did, she decided to believe in him. She made a profession. God, your God, he is the God of heaven, and he is the God of earth. In other words, she's saying, I believe in him. I believe in him. And because I helped you all and nobody's going to get you and I hide you and I did all that, then you're going to do something for me and your God's going to do something for me and for my household. And then remember what they said. Who's ever in your house where the scarlet thread runs on the outside, who's ever in your house at that time, all will be protected. So everybody everybody in your house, everybody in your house, and that's just like a mama. She's able to, to help everybody in her house, a woman of faith. A woman of faith. Women, your faith works. And there's something about a mom. There's something about what you've got. Yes, uh, Father's Day will come around and we'll do, we'll do even one better. Hallelujah. But I'm just saying, mom, mamas, God, God wants to use you. But this woman is very important. I love the ability of God to take a life that is all messed up. He did it with Sarah. She laughed and lied to his faith, but he made her uh, the mother of our faith. Put her right in the line. Uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Je- because of her, Jesus was able to come, because of Sarah, because she believed God. And then Rahab. I, d- Most of you know this, but in case you didn't, if you look at Matthew chapter one, verse five, and Solomon, Solomon begat Booz of, of who? Rahab. And Booz begat Obed of Ruth. And Obed begat who? Jesse. Go on to verse six. I know I didn't tell you to. And Jesse begat who? David. And, the, and David the king beget, and you can go on down, and somebody beget Jesus. Are you kidding me? God put a prostitute in the line of Jesus? Are you kidding me? He did. Why? I believe that he's the God of heaven and earth. She had no teaching, no Pentateuch. With her eyes, she could see that God, he is God. And I believe in him. And I believe in him so much, I'm going to keep you all safe. But then you're going to do something for me and mine. And I believe this is probably before she had a child. And she had no, she wasn't thinking, you know, if I do this for them, maybe God's gonna do this for me. She wasn't doing it that way. She believed God. She believed God. She believed God. Proverbs chapter 31, we're just gonna look at verse number 28, and we're gonna let you go. Proverbs 31 28, New Living. Proverbs 31 28. A Proverbs 31 woman is a good woman. But it says this, her children shall stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. Verse 29, there are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. That's what her husband says to her. Charm is deceptive, beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Verse 31, reward her for all she has done, let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Thank God for every woman of faith in this room. Moms, um, we, we honor you today. The Lord honors you today. The thing that will um, impress God with you more than anything is not your beauty. It's not this, it's not that, but your faith. Jesus was pre- impressed with the Syrophoenician woman's faith. He was obviously impressed with Rahab's faith. He was willing to work with Sarah to position her. He wants to take care of your needs, both naturally, spiritually, everything. But all you've got to do is believe the Word of God. Hold on to the Word like nothing. Let nothing detract you. Let nothing no, nothing pull you off of that, because God will perform what he said to you. Amen. We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Seawall Madison. We believe God is working within you, and we want you to know him so you too can make him known.